This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Thanks for staying tuned. It's 9.19. It's Wednesday, the 6th of December, and you're listening to The Morning Run. Now, a quick update on the FBM KLCI, which is still going not really anywhere, up very marginally by 0.05% to currently 1,450 points. But we turn our attention to Singapore because according to the Monetary Authority of Singapore, annual financial stability review report that was released in November, the global economy has shown resilience to the cumulative effects of monetary tightening thus far. Now, this is as a sharp increase in interest rates over the past year has induced a tightening of financial conditions and a repricing of financial assets. Despite that, growth could moderate in 2024 as major central banks maintain sufficiently restrictive monetary policy stances to achieve their inflation targets. With risks abound and increasing volatility in the global landscape, how is the Singapore economy expected to fare? And will 2024 be the year that the Straits Times Index outperforms after a rather tepid year with a 5.5% decline? on a year-to-date basis. For answers, we speak to Tilam Vikramasingham. He is the Head of Research at uh, Singapore and Head of Regional Financials at Maybank Investment Bank. Good morning, Tilam. Now, like we said, according to uh, MAS' latest annual financial stability review report, elevated global interest rates and rising geopolitical tensions do remain a threat to financial market stability. So because Singapore banks are such a large component of the STI, how are they coping with the challenging environment? Morning, and thanks for having me on the show. Yes, I mean, the environment is water, but the banks are coping well with that. Uh, now, if you look back at the third quarter results, the high rate environment has enabled them to enjoy high net interest margins, which expanded around 27 basis points just in that quarter alone. Overall, we've seen that pricing uh, uh, for loans has been actually going up dynamically with rising rates, while deposit costs have not followed as fast. Uh, part of this has been the fairly large, say, favoured liquidity that has been coming into Singapore that has kept deposit competition uh, fairly well disciplined. Normally, the flip side of high interest rates is worsening asset quality. By and large, though, this has not happened. Uh, non-performing loans in the third quarter was either flat or falling. I think the fact that unemployment is low and there is still a lot of fiscal stimulus uh, percolating has enabled consumers and corporates to withstand the high high rate environment. But this is something uh, that we need to keep a close eye on. Another area that is concerning is credit growth, which actually fell around uh, 7% in third quarter. The high rates are not encouraging uh, companies or, or consumers to borrow. Uh, this will actually have an impact in terms of growth momentum going into next year. So that's something, again, that we're watching. Dylan, as Singapore's manufacturing activity continued to expand in November, the electronics cluster finally broke a 15-month losing streak. What contributed to this expansion in the sector? And is this sector to pay attention to in 2024? Yeah, so we saw a very strong reading from semiconductors uh, with that index hitting a record high. We are seeing uh, global semicon sales picking up. Uh, a lot of the excess chip inventories that were built up during the pandemic is starting to normalize. In fact, if you go back and look at the third quarter results, we saw some of the major semicon players globally like Intel, Applied Materials, AMD. They were all reporting dips in their inventories. So we do expect the local semicon production to ramp up. 
Uh, there's also a lot of new capacity that is coming on stream as well. So absolutely, for sure, going into 2024, uh, I think this is a sector to watch. It has lagged quite a bit this year. So I think, uh, you know, there are some positive prospects uh, going into next year. Dylan, an increasingly strong theme that has emerged this year is AI. Um, point to note is uh, Elon Musk's XAI. Which sectors do you see benefiting from the rollout? Yeah, so I mean, let me first say that there's a lot of hype around AI. Um, and I think it needs to be seen in the context of uh, as an enabling technology rather than an answer to everything, which is, you know, how it's getting portrayed. Now, as a tool to increase productivity and to lower operating costs, we think it'll have a material impact across well, almost all sectors. Uh, but I think one of the one of the key sectors that will benefit the earliest will actually be the Singapore banking sector. Uh, the sector has been making some very big investments in AI and technology integration uh, uh, from very early on. In fact, around 15% of their OPEX goes in for technology spend just in the last five years. Uh, but the immediate benefits will not actually come from places where people expect it will not come from hyper-personalized service or cross-selling, which seems to be the very common theme that comes out, but actually from the middle offices and the back offices. Um, I think you'll see a lot of uh, big efficiency boosts as well as cost improvements coming from areas such as compliance, risk management, fraud detection, even audit and mm. finance. And I think that's, that's really where a lot of the exciting developments are going to be over the next couple of years. Now, Dylan, with less than a month to go before you end, really, what then are your expectations for the STI in 2024? Will it be a better year for Singapore equities? Yeah, so it hasn't been an exciting year this year. It's down close to 6%, uh, but it's ultra cheap now. Uh, and if you look at the... PE discount to the US market, it's at around a 15, it's at about 59%. This has happened only one other time in history, and that was during uh, COVID. Uh, so there is quite a bit of downside support for the market from here. Uh, we are expecting stronger economic growth for Singapore going into next year, around 2.2% GDP growth. Balance sheets across most corporates are very strong. And we think there are quite a few themes like GLC restructuring. There's also the positive spillover impacts from China. Domestic companies doing more M&A into the region, as well as some of the boosts that AI will provide uh, being positive catalysts. Our next year-end target is around 3,629, which is just a reversion to mean in terms of valuation. Then that's about 18% higher than here. Now, Tillin, the question that people pay extra attention to, what are your top three picks for Singapore and why? Yeah, so I think going into next year, uh, our top three picks are CICT, Comfort, Delgro and Franken. Uh, we think with interest rates, uh, you know, looking like they've peaked, it's a good time to revisit the REITs, uh, which have lagged heavily this year. Uh, CICT is the largest REIT, uh, got pretty, pretty good liquidity, and it's also a very good proxy to office as well as retail. Uh, Comfort Delgro uh, has also been a laggard this year. Uh, the public transport business that they have is turning around, uh, and we are and we we should we are expecting a boost to their taxi ridership numbers uh, as more and more tourists arrive in Singapore next year. Plus, they've got a five hundred million dollar net cash balance sheet, so that that provides a lot of cushioning. Uh, 
And then finally, we like Franken, uh, which should be a beneficiary of the semicon cycle turning. That's something we talked about earlier. Plus, they've also got a lot of new capacity that is coming online as well as products as well. All right. Thank you so much for your time. That was Thielen Vikarama Singham. He's the head of Research Singapore and head of regional financials at Maybank Investment Bank. Telling us to really pay attention to Singapore. It's been a very long time Singapore was this cheap in terms of valuation only once before. Certain themes are still very strong. GLC restructuring, the China play M&A and the names he likes are CICT, REIT, Comfort, Delgro and Franken are really, really his top three picks. Uh, but that's all the corporate news we have for you. Up next, we've got the property show that's happening after the 9.30am news bulletin. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.